Hello everyone, welcome to the Fantasy Football CU Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're going to have a lot of fun today. We're going to discussing draft strategies, what they are, how to implement them, how to utilize them in the correct way, and how to really dominate your fantasy drafts. This is one of my favorite topics. I love playing around with different team building strategies, these different concepts on drafting your players. I love it. So we're going to have a lot of fun today. But before we begin, let's always start with the most important thing, the Word of God. There is power in the Word of God. So today, we're going to be going over and looking into Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. This is a really popular verse, but there is so much power in it. I just felt like I needed to share it. Um, Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6 says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. I don't know about you guys, but me, myself, I definitely, definitely mess up all the time in trying to do things my own way. And it takes a lot. It takes me falling on my face to realize Maybe I shouldn't trust myself. Maybe I should lean on God's ways, his understanding, and not mine. Usually I have to really fall and collapse and just, you know, fail big time before I realize that. I don't know if you're like me, but that's just what I have to go through sometimes. But okay, let's get into it. Let's discuss some draft strategies. So what we're going to do is we're going to explain what they are, how to do these, and possibly what kind of players you might look at finding when you're doing these strategies this year. It's peak draft season right now, so I wanted to get this podcast out so everyone can listen, understand what strategy might be best for you, and practice these in mock drafts. It's very important. You can't just utilize one of these just off the seat of your pants, not knowing what you're doing, just kind of winging it. You need to know what you're doing on these. Some of these are very, very difficult. So we're gonna begin with the double RB strategy. It's probably the safest version of drafting, what commonly a lot of people do and they don't even realize it. And what this is, it's drafting two stud running backs in the first two rounds of your draft. Running backs are normally the um, they're normally the least amount available. The top of the draft has really star potential players, but after that, it's it's you don't know what you're getting into with running backs after that. Normally, not so much this year. We'll we'll get into that. But with double RB, you have confidence in getting a running back in the first round and the second round. You know you're going to dominate that position every week. You don't have to worry about it anymore. The rest of your bench could be just random guys that maybe fill in for bye weeks, but you, you can kind of ignore the running back position for a majority of the draft after rounds one and two, when you just pick the top of the top. You get a Christian McCaffrey, you get a Tony Pollard, you get a Derrick Henry, you get a Saquon Barkley, you get a Josh Jacobs. Those types, you get two of those where you're getting 20, 30 points every week at each position. 
you're dominating. You know that, okay, running back position, I'm winning in every single matchup. This is the safest way to go. There's really not a lot of a lot of fear when you're going this way because all the rest of the running backs in the draft, you kind of go, eh, do I want him or not? Is he really going to do well or is he not? There's question marks on a lot of the other running backs, but at the top of the draft, there is not. So that's why this strategy is probably the safest, makes you feel the best going out of your draft this way, but it has the safest floor, but not necessarily the best ceiling. And we'll get into that with the other strategies. But this way, the downside with, with the double RB strategy, you're not gonna be drafting the top tight end, so you're not getting Travis Kelsey. You're not gonna be getting premier wide receiver talent in the first or second round. Things like Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Garrett Wilson. You're not having those guys on your team. So you're going to have to find a little bit of maybe some dart throws, maybe some possible breakouts people are sleeping on with your wide receiver room later in drafts. So you're going to be getting guys like Christian Watson, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore as possibly your wide receiver one. And that's kind of scary, having those guys as your wide receiver one. If that's your wide receiver two, all right, you're feeling good about that. But at your first spot, I don't know. That that could be kind of scary, but still, you're dominating running back, so you feel fine. But that would be the downside to the double RB strategy, is you don't have premier wide receiver or tight end talent. You'll have to really hit on those later on in the draft. The next strategy we're going to talk about is the hero RB strategy. This is probably the best of both worlds where either the first round or the second round you draft a premier running back while also getting a wide receiver, tight end, maybe even a quarterback in the second round. And then the following rounds, usually three and four, you focus on other positions as well. You don't get another running back till maybe five, six, or round seven. This way, you have a premier running back. You have a Saquon Barkley. You have a Tony Pollard and Austin Eckler. You have one of those securing your RB1, anchoring your team. Another version is the anchor RB. That's also something it's called. That's another way it's defined. You have that, but you also don't miss out on the premier wide receivers, the Travis Kelseys of the world, maybe a Garrett Wilson, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, those premier pass catchers. You're able to grab one and then fill out a little bit more of your roster, maybe grabbing a high-end quarterback before you go running back again. This one has becoming more and more popular nowadays, and it might kind of be the best one, especially this year in 2023, because there's so many running backs you can get later. We'll get into that here shortly with the next strategy that you can get a Saquon Barkley, and then your second running back could be a Rashad White, could be a James Conner, and you're like, hey, I feel good about that. And I still have premier wide receiver talent while also getting a quarterback early? That could be the way to go. Practice these in mock drafts. See which one you like better. Double RB 
or hero RB, you can go about looking at that at different draft positions, seeing which one looks the best at each position. I mean, hero RB might work best in position three, but double RB might work best at draft position six. Take a look at that, see which way you think is the best with your particular draft number. Next, we're gonna talk about one of my favorite draft strategies, zero RB. I love this way to go about drafting. It has high risk, but also high reward. And what this is, is you basically skip the running back position till toward the middle to late parts of the draft. At the top of your draft, rounds one and two, get those premier wide receivers. So you're gonna get something like Justin Jefferson and Garrett Wilson, or Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams. Think about pairing those two wide receivers on your team. That's just scary. This game is becoming a passing game more and more. So getting two premier superstar wide receivers can truly carry your fantasy team to a championship. And then in rounds three and four, fill out quarterback, maybe tight end, maybe even your flex position or all of the above. And then you wait to get running back till rounds five, sometimes round six, and this year, that is amazing because there's guys in rounds five and six, like James Conner, Rashad White, sometimes Damian Pierce falls that far. Miles Sanders could have a solid season. There's lots of names. Isaiah Pacheco is a really good young running back. There is a lot of names you can get later on in your draft. That could be starting running backs for you, so you might not necessarily need to spend high draft capital on a high-end, expensive running back at that value. You can get one of these high-value, maybe not as known, not as confident running backs starting at your RB1 and RB2 spot. That, to me, is such a great way to draft. It is more difficult. You really need to practice at it, but also, this strategy has in mind, you're gonna be able to pick up running backs during this season as well through waivers. Running backs are the position that get hurt the most. So if you draft a running back in the first round and he gets hurt, misses three or four games, that's gonna really hurt your season because you spent a number one draft pick on an Austin Eckler or a Christian McCaffrey and he's missing three or four games for you. That's gonna really hurt your team. You gotta, you gotta seriously hit on the rest of your roster and pick up a really valuable waiver wire claim later on to make up for the loss of a Christian McCaffrey. But if you did zero RB, if you lose one of your running backs that you drafted in the fifth or sixth round, oh well, that's not a big deal. There are other guys you can just kind of plug in and you kept your round one and round two position, which are normally wide receivers or tight ends, they do get hurt still, but not as often. More often than not, they stay healthy for a majority of the year compared to running backs. That's the beauty of zero RB. The fact that your number one, number two, even number three draft picks are probably gonna stay healthy. They have a higher percentage at least, while your running back position, you can kind of maneuver around, plug in guys here or there that get you enough points to just kind of get you over the top 
while your wide receivers, your tight end, your superstar quarterback are going to carry you to victory. I love, love, love a zero RB strategy. I would definitely look into practicing this in a lot of mock drafts, seeing what your team looks like and deciding, oh, this looks good. I like this. Or eh, maybe not so much. Maybe I still prefer the double RB strategy because I, I just don't trust not having a superstar running back. And that's fine. That's why there are a bunch of different strategies to use. And lastly on all of this, even if you do a lot of pre preparation, a lot of practicing and mock drafts with these strategies, don't go in to the real draft, dead set, putting your foot down. This is what I'm doing. I'm doing zero RB, nothing can change that. No, don't do that. Be flexible because the draft is gonna be just so different than you could have imagined. Even if you practice 100 mock drafts, People in mock draft lobbies aren't truly drafting for for a team they're gonna keep. They're just practicing. They wanna see some things. They're not doing what they normally would do on the real, the real draft day when it's actually official. Once you get to your real draft, things are gonna just be totally different. People are gonna make picks that you didn't expect and your preparation's gonna kinda go out the window in a manner of speaking. So be flexible. Don't pass up on players that fall to you just because you're trying to utilize a certain strategy. What I would say is let the strategy come to you. Prepare yourself for each particular strategy of drafting. Go into your draft knowing how to utilize these strategies and let the board fall to you and you're able to use a certain strategy by value. So let's say you're in the first round, you're pick nine, and sitting there is Christian McCaffrey. Don't do zero RB now. You're not gonna do it. You can't pass on Christian McCaffrey at pick nine. Or let's say you have the number one overall pick and you wanna do double RB, so you pass on Justin Jefferson. I wouldn't suggest that. Justin Jefferson is the consensus number one overall pick this year. So if you have the number one overall, you might be doing more of a hero RB or a zero RB strategy because you're gonna draft Justin Jefferson number one. That's just what I would suggest to anyone unless you're in a super flex league, which is something totally different. We, get into, we can get into that later. Um, but for now, go into your draft knowing, okay, I'm gonna draft for value. I'm going to pick the best available that's going to fall to me and not pass because I'm utilizing a certain strategy. And now, since we went over all of that, we know what we're going to be doing in the draft. We're going to practice some mock drafts, practice these strategies, see which ones are our, our favorites, and know going into the draft, we're not going to just use this. We're going to draft for value and based off of how the draft falls to us. Now guys, let's get real. It's time to get real and discuss some real life things. And I wanted to share another story with you guys. And the story I wanna share today is a time when I was again at a very difficult spot in life. And it usually has something to do with relationships, honestly. I've had a lot of bad luck. Um, so I was, um, 
kicked out of my apartment with my then wife again and she was not happy she wanted a divorce and she said i'm not i she doesn't want me to live there anymore and so i didn't know what to do i was living in an area that was very expensive i couldn't afford to live there on my own i it was i was working at a retail job making okay money but the area i was at there was no way i could make it on my own so again i thought that i would have to move back in with my parents after being divorced twice and being divorced twice is not easy guys if that's happened to you if you're listening to this and you've been divorced twice go get go get some help go get some people around you that can take care of you because i know how much you're hurting how much your heart is hurting and how much you might not believe that there might be someone out there for you i was there but to get back to the story my then wife kicked me out of the apartment i didn't know what to do i thought i was gonna have to move back states away back to my parents house and start from scratch yet again but i was able to reach out to a couple people i didn't really tell anyone but there was two people i was pretty close to I just let them know, yeah, I'm probably going to be moving away. I'm getting kicked out, and it looks like I'm getting divorced again, and I, I don't know what to do. And one of my friends actually told me, hey, I know of someone that might be looking for a roommate, and I can give you their contact information, um, their contact information, where they live, and they can reach out to you, and maybe you guys can see if this is something that would work, and you don't have to move away again. And I thought, okay, you know what? I'll give that one chance, one shot, see what happens. And so I reached out to this individual, reached out to him, and he said, yeah, I would love to speak with you. We can discuss numbers, expectations, or looking at when you might be able to possibly move in if you're interested, all the logistics, everything like that. He said, yeah, you can meet me here tomorrow at this time. Here's my address. And when I looked at the address, I thought that looked quite familiar actually, so I thought, huh. So I did a quick Google search on Google Maps and I looked it up and it's just crazy. This is something that isn't coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in divine intervention, divine appointments for God. He orchestrates these things. I looked it up on Google Maps and this person's address was at the exact same apartment complex I was living at already. So I didn't have to move far away if this worked out. I didn't have to find another route to work. It was literally walking across this apartment complex to where he lived. So I met with him, I talked to him, I discussed what were expectations and how much it would cost to move in. Everything lined up perfectly. Something that couldn't have happened unless it was God orchestrating this. So I thought, okay, there's still something for me here. God really still wants me to live here, and I have a purpose in this town still. I don't know what it is, don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I trust him. Just like what Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6 says, I trust it in the Lord's understanding, not my own. I trust it in his knowledge, not my own. And you'll have to come, this is a great, great story, you'll have to come to the next episode, I will keep on continuing discussing the story of this apartment I moved in there are a lot of things that came from that a lot of good things a lot of difficult things which led to where I'm at now 
which I could never have asked for anything better, a better situation, a better person to be with. And God was really with me through all of that. So you'll have to come to the next episode. And it's probably going to take a couple episodes to really dig deep into all of this. But thank you guys so much. That's getting real. That's getting real today with me. Um, if you're wanting to learn more about fantasy football, and if you wanted to join a really great community of people who love the game, who want to hang out and learn a lot of information about it, you should come see us at fantasyfootballcu.com. We have a lot of courses that teach a lot of great information on this wonderful game, helping you succeed and be able to win at the highest level. And we also have a membership where you can come join in, talk to us, watch some webinars. We'll discuss things weekly, what's going on in the world of fantasy sports and even the real games themselves when the season starts. You can join in for a seven-day free trial, see if you like it. And also we have our public forums that you can just jump on in for free, ask some questions that you might have. If you have a prayer request, if there's something going on in your life, and you just need someone to pray for you, to walk alongside with you, to um, just get some support. We have a section on our weekly forums, on our public forums, for prayer requests. Send it in. I'd be happy to pray for you. Our community would love to as well. Thank you for joining in. You should follow us um, on Twitter, or they call it X now, actually. You can find us at F-N-T-S-Y-F-T-B. L-L-C-U. So that's at Fantasy Football CU without any vowels. You can follow us there. I'll share a lot of great information on there as well. Thank you again. We'll see you in the next episode where we're going to discuss sleepers, breakouts, and busts, and continue on the story of the apartment. You guys are going to love the stories coming from this. Thank you again. See you next time.